Wait, don't run away. We've got sailor business to discuss. Moon Podcast Escalation! everyone and welcome to Sailor Business. My name is Jordan D. White. And I'm Chris Sims. And this is the podcast where we watch every single episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime with a friend or guest or both. They can be friends and guests. Yeah, of course. Uh, and we break it down for your listening enjoyment. And this week, uh, for the next two episodes, we are going to have a very good friend of mine. Uh, please help me welcome to the show, Betty Fellon. Hi. Now, uh, <laughs> Betty, you're a well-known Sailor Moon fan. Yes. I think for these early episodes, we, we're getting we're getting some pretty diehard Sailor Moon fans. And rightly so. Yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> do, do you I, think I there's going to come a time when we're like having people who have never seen anything but the episode we've watched? Oh, yeah. I, I've already talked to people about being on the show who are like, I want to be on the show, but I'm not a fan of Sailor Moon. And I'm like, great. Great. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> Because I want to know, especially as we get into it, especially as we get into the the Rainbow Crystal stuff, and once the Alan all five of the Senshi have shown up, I really want to know what people think about it who have not seen anything of okay. Sailor Moon. That's going to be fun. That's going to be real fun. Uh, but Be- uh, Betty, you are a big fan. Uh, so I guess this is the part of the show where we introduce you to our audience by asking you, what is your uh, what is your history with Sailor Moon? How did you become a fan? Well, um, I actually started watching it back when I was around eight. Um, I think I was in the third grade. Um, my best friend at the time was a Japanese girl named Sakai. And I remember she kept wanting me to uh, do this like, play this thing during uh during recess and she was like oh well i'm sailor moon and i need some sailor scouts and i was like okay <laughs> um but i didn't know what she was talking about so she brought in some stickers and was like this is what sailor moon is and these are all her sailor scouts and she told me all about them and then shortly after and you pointed at sailor mars and said who's that uh, honestly <laughs> well because okay look oh you're a mars you fan know, no, 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 no! I, she, I, Betty's not a Mars fan. She, she lives the Sailor Mars lifestyle. I, oh my goodness! I, I, I love Sailor Venus the most, but okay, people good. identify me the most with Sailor Mars because I'm a bitch. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we, we do not, I mean, we do not tolerate uh, misogynist slurs on our Sailor look, Moon podcast. When I say I'm a bitch, I mean I'm a badass bitch. <laughs> Um, but honestly, uh, well, well, okay. So back then, you know, I, I wasn't quite the hardened person that you know me as today. So I was like, Oh, I'll be that one because she has long black hair. And I had very long black hair back then. Um, but I was like, okay, I'll be that one. And, uh, my friend Sakai, who also had black hair, I should note, who said she was Sailor Moon. She was like, Oh, are you sure you want to be Sailor Mars? Because, I'm Sailor Moon, and Sailor Mars is really mean to Sailor Moon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, well, she's really pretty, though. <laughs> and and I was like, and by then, you know, when you're little, you kind of go with the person that looks like you the most. So I was like, well, I don't really know anything 
much about these characters, so I'll just be that one. Um, that, that's that's certainly- something that I think is so funny. The idea of the Sailor Scouts being levels of pretty because they basically all look exactly the same. They they have the same face. Yes, they exactly. have the same face. <laughs> but you know what? Watching the show, it does come across that uh, that Sailor Mars is supposed to be prettier. Do you than, think so? Than, More than uh, Sailor Yusaki. Venus? Yeah, I, I think it's like Sailor Mars and Sailor Venus are kind of more the more glamorous yeah. ones, and then and then once the outer senshi come in, it's like oh, okay, then they're kind of the upperclassmen of being gorgeous, you know. <laughs> well, I, I mean, there's <laughs> that the scene that we'll get to when in her first episode that uh, if anyone's watching Crystal, they they've already seen yeah. this, like the, where where uh, Usagi sees Ray. And gets heart eyes and talks about how beautiful she is. That's true. And that then true. follows her home. And then follows her home. <laughs> and, and the weird thing is, she does it like everyone talks about how uh, glamorous and beautiful uh, Sailor Venus is, and they are the same per like like Sailor Venus and Sailor Moon are the exact well, same. That, yeah, that's that's the problem is that she has no other like distinguishing a, a personality trait other than she's pretty. Like there's nothing else different about her. Sailor Moon is not thought of as pretty, but Sailor Venus is. That's the difference. I'm I'm I I am not going to put up with you talking bad about Sailor Venus. <laughs> oh, I love I, Sailor I think, Venus because she's I, basically I, the same as Sailor Moon. <laughs> I think honestly, what it might be with Sailor Venus is that she seems like she has her shit more together. So it's like okay, she has her whole thing together. She has a look, but Sailor, you know, Sailor Moon, she she has her look, but she still is very much like. Oh, I still don't have my stuff together, so I'm still like growing up and trying to figure out what my thing is, you know. And I think that's why it's, she seems so childlike in the fact that she is truly almost like in love with each one of her friends, almost like she has a crush on each of them, you know. <laughs> yep. Yeah, almost, almost <laughs> like that. Yeah, I, I think what like it, that. I think a lot of what it is too is that Sailor Moon uh, Usagi seems yeah. like a kid in a lot of ways. Exactly. Like we see her. We we do not see Sailor Mars. Uh, on the floor of her bathroom, shooting <laughs> tears out of her eyes. That's true. Very and often. We see her dating a college boy. Yeah, and I think that's why, like, for the most part, like, it's not necessarily that all of them are, you know, more glamorous. It's just that she is so much more almost childlike in how she, you know, is, you know? Like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like all the other scouts, they seem more serious and therefore, they seem more like put together and therefore glamorous. But I feel like it's, I don't know, it's its all these traits that Usagi really, you know, admires and really wants to have herself as well, you know. And I think that's why she almost feels like intimidated, but also like enamored, you know. She'll get but, there. Uh, <laughs> She'll make it someday. One day. Um, but basically, so, uh, so we were playing Sailor Moon on the playground and... Um, and then a couple months later, it debuted in America um, at the 6 a.m., 6.30 a.m. Yep. Yep. showings on, like, Fox or whatever local um, cable network they showed them on. And so I'd watch it every morning um, before school, and I was, like, obsessed with it. I had all the Bandai dolls. I had the Bandai Moonstick. I had the Bandai Locket. Um, Did you join the fan club? I didn't join the fan club because um, I didn't know how to. 
Oh. I wonder how um, I think I think I joined the fan club because I bought the audio CD and the audio CD had a thing saying Yeah, it was like it was like 1-800 something Luna, right? I, I, I oh my God, it might have been. It might have been. <laughs> I remember I remember someone was I remember like later on someone was like, "Oh, did you call ever call that hotline like 1-800 something 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 Luna?" And I'm like, "No." I was eight. I, Why I would I call a hotline? You know. I'm trying to look so, in my desk. I know I, I, it came with like a. It, they sent a, a little an eraser and yeah. some post-it notes and a little plastic uh, like bag that you could carry and, and a card. I definitely yeah. have the Sailor Moon fan club uh, badge like that they gave oh, us. Oh, cool! Somewhere. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I didn't have a Sailor Moon fan club. I didn't join fan clubs until I was like eleven with Hanson. So nice. <laughs> Yeah. When you say 11, <laughs> do you mean like 23? <laughs> Look, my Wait, Hanson fan oh, club ahead. expired a long time ago. <laughs> Wait, so how so how old were you when you were watching this? I, oh, I started watching when I was eight. Wow. Um, I, yeah, so, so when I was, so we were both watching it when it was syndicated at the morning times. Um, and I was watching it since I was eight. And I was obsessed with Sailor Moon until I was like, 10-ish um and during this time i was really getting into like other anime and whatever else viz media was like kind of putting out so i was like into ranma one half mm-hmm. and um and sailor moon primarily um and like i i had all these toys and i collected all the the sailor moon trading cards in chinatown like we would go to chinatown every weekend and my parents would like help me get all the co- trading cards for sailor moon and then like i think i was like graduating like fifth grade and i was like you know so and i think that's when sailor moon started like waning in terms of like syndication i think they started putting other shows in its place and then bumping it to other times or something and i was like okay i'm kind of i'm out of the loop and i'm kind of done with anime so i'll just give all my toys to goodwill and i know I know. And, well, it kind of made it easier because those Bandai dolls are really ugly. Sure. So I was like, but then I was like, and I was like, well, also this moon one only plays one sound. I don't, I don't need it. <laughs> so I, so I gave all my stuff to Goodwill. And also I lived in an apartment with my family at times. So we couldn't like keep all my stuff all like, you know, I couldn't keep everything, everything I've ever liked. So, um, to my future dismay, I gave all my stuff to Goodwill. And then I was, and I was like, yeah, I'm done with anime. I'm more into my Tamagotchi now. Oh yeah. That'll last. Then the next, (laughs) then the next year when I was 11, I got into Pokemon and I was like, well, I guess I'm not done with anime. So, um, so I, I don't know. It was a great oversight in my uh, 10 year old mind to give all my Sailor Moon stuff away. And, and I mean, realistically, in middle school, I then got Cartoon Network where they were showing more Sailor Moon episodes. So I still watched it and I was like still a big fan of it throughout high school and for the rest of my life. I I don't really know why I just gave all that stuff away so quickly, you know? Um, but I think I'm making up for it now because I'm like hoarding everything I can get that Sailor Moon and it's really, really bad. Yeah, I know, so. I know you, just, you just recently bought the... Uh uh, even before I went to San Diego and spent two hundred dollars on action figures, <laughs> you bought the uh, the proplica yes. of the the moonstick. Yeah, I have it underneath my bed somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's very Usagi of you. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, I, I have um, because yeah, I got um, I got the Sailor Moon figure arts with the crying face because I was like, I need that face, and then I got the Sailor Jordan got me the Sailor Venus um, figure arts oh, and. Yeah. Um, you said that's then, a, a different Jordan. Yes. Than oh, sorry, Jordan, different Jordan. Who hosts this my, podcast? <laughs> my boyfriend Jordan, who is also a Sailor Moon fan, who, but his favorite is Jupiter. So, um, and then I have a bunch of um, transformation lockets of the Gashapon release, and then I have I just pre-ordered a bunch of um, those pointer pens that look like the transformation pens, but they're the second season transformation pens, and I'm waiting for the new release of the crystal transformation pens now. Including the Luna Pen to come out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, so you're gonna have to send me a link to those because oh oh absolutely oh come on yeah I got you. It's tax right <laughs> off. This is a business. <laughs> so so I don't know now now I feel like I'm kind of making up for the fact that like I gave away all those toys for even better toys now which. I mean, it's it's kind of nice, you know. And I don't know. For a while, I really wasn't into like modern anime, and I hate saying that because I sound like such a dick. But like, I was really like during the two thousands or like mid two thousands. Like, I kept I I kept going to anime conventions, but I was like, I'm so sick of Naruto. I'm so sick of <laughs> you know this like all all this ugly looking anime that I don't care about and. And I kept, you know, going specifically so I could try to find vintage Sailor Moon stuff. And now that's like this magical, magical girl renaissance of like all this 80s anime coming back and kind of like, I don't know, it's it feels really nice to actually want to go through the anime aisles of like a Comic Con now and want to like buy shit. So it's nice, you know. Well, that uh, I'm glad that you you phrased it that way because that leads into a new segment that I want to introduce on the show oh. before we get into the episode. Okay, uh, it's called "I Think You Should Apologize to Usagi." Oh, uh, <laughs> which is actually something that uh, something that Jordan and I have told people. Yes, before, that is true. That is true. We will talk about it in a future episode. Um, but uh, we are actually recording this the day after. They did the big uh, release of the new dub for the Sailor Moon episodes that are going up on Hulu, which are the ones that uh, I am watching uh, for the show. Yeah, and uh, they had a a streaming party uh, last night on YouTube. So they the people who work at Viz had a little uh, evening party where they would <laughs> they would do Sailor Moon trivia and teach you how to make Sailor Moon recipes. Oh. And I watched it. Oh. Someone else on this podcast didn't watch it. Well. And I think he should apologize to Usagi. Because I didn't watch <laughs> a bunch of fans of the show talking about, I mean, people who work on the show, really, talking about how great the show is. That That's what I'm apologizing for? You are apologizing, not just for that, uh, please, please tell everyone what you were doing instead of watching Sailor Moon. Well, okay. Instead of- <laughs> I mean, that's not fair, but all right. Instead of watching the <laughs> Sailor Moon live stream, which I, which I did turn on, and it was a very choppy, uh, lagging feed in which they were telling me how to make strawberry ginger ale drinks to drink. Okay. Um, uh, I was watching instead the Phantom Menace. Why? Well, why? Partly because I love Star Wars and partly because I, 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 
in my other uh, capacity as a as a comic book editor, I I work on Star Wars stuff, and uh, and I enjoy Star Wars, and I wanted to refresh. I, w- I want to watch all. I'm, I want to watch all of them again, but I was like, I'll start with number one. So there you go. I'm just saying, like you can you can do that on your own time. <laughs> this is time for sailor business. <laughs> in addition, here's what I have to say about this. Look, I'll apologize if Usagi's feelings were hurt, but I don't think I did the wrong thing because here's my here's my feelings on the new dub. I know you guys said uh, you watched the new dub of episode four, and we'll get to that, I'm sure, very soon. Um, I didn't, because partially because, I, I mean, I really, again, the original dub is the one I'm familiar with, obviously. I mean, I know why, I know why you didn't watch it, which is because I told you that uh, Naru didn't have a Brooklyn accent. And, well, and <laughs> even more that's so. That's when you made your decision. No, it was more the Luna. <laughs> I told you, it was Luna not having a British accent, because um, then she's just not the same. But, um, yeah, no, but basically I was like... Uh, I don't know, like watching the Japanese version seems like, oh, going back to the original and actually learning more about it, watching like an, another um, dub that is not, especially one that is just going to be the same words. I'm assuming it is, but we'll find, I guess I'll find out when we talk about it later. One that's going to, especially one that's going to be the same as the Japanese one. I was like, kind of like, what's the point? Why watch Why watch a whole nother version of the show? Uh, I will say, uh, uh, Betty, I know you watched the, the dub of episode four. I watched, um, Episode one and episode four, and uh, Naru Molly is is not uh, she does not have her accent, which Terrible. is very upsetting. Upsetting. Luna does not have her uh, Angela Lansbury accent, worse. which is very upsetting. <laughs> the worst. Uh, I will say my I do like the new dub. Yeah. Uh, I like the uh, I, I like Yusagi's voice a lot. Okay. I think that the the big problem in the episodes that they have dubbed so far, because they're doing, I, I think they're doing by the time you hear this, I think 20 episodes will be up. Yeah. But all that was up last night was the first four. Uh, my biggest problem with it was that, uh, Naru, Usagi, uh, and Luna all sound very similar. Uh, there is not a lot of variation in their voices. Like if I close my eyes, it would be a lot harder to pick out who was talking. Um, one of the things I think they do really well is that uh, Luna kind of sounds like Pearl from Steven Universe. I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> it is a it's, you would you would like Steven Universe. I think it's a show on Cartoon Network. It's a relatively new show um, that was created by Rebecca Sugar. It's it's kind of uh, it, it, it's kind of like a, a, a magical girl team, except for one of them died and was replaced by her useless son. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Wait, and so Pearl is the very, the, the very uh, uh, strict, uh, formal, uptight one it, of the group. Is it her? It might be, actually. I didn't actually look at who, uh, who was doing the voice. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's the crossover, because I remember, um, if I recall correctly, on Twitter, uh, Natasha Allegri was tweeting about how she went in for being puppycat recordings, and she overheard one of the other... Uh, areas of the studio, they were recording the dubs for Sailor Moon. And she was like, oh, I, I totally overheard them dubbing for Sailor Moon. Uh, and I'm not sure if that happens a lot, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if some of those younger voice actresses, you know, well, uh, uh, dabble. Mm-hmm. is the, the voice of Pearl. And uh, she is not listed uh, on Sailor Moon. Oh, well. 
uh, on IMDb. I, but I, I didn't think it was her because I met her at uh, Comic-Con and, oh. and interviewed her. And she sounds exactly like Pearl. Like, it is her voice and her method of speaking. Like, she was like, oh, I saw the fans. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's, like very, it's very funny. Uh, but there is that kind of uptight quality to Luna's voice that I like. Again, I, I, it is very jarring as someone who was a big fan of the dub uh, to not get those distinct voices. But I, I do think the dub is well done. I think uh, Mamoru is actually really good. Uh, Mamoru and Yusagi both, I think, are really strong in the show, uh, even if she does not have the, uh, the, the distinct Canadian accent that I think we all associate <laughs> with Sailor Moon. <laughs> uh, but there was one thing about the dub that I thought was really um, interesting in how it recasts the way I thought about one of these scenes, but we will get to that when we talk about it. Okay. Uh, so what do you say we, we go ahead and jump right into, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, one of our most problematic episodes. Oh, and, and what I will also point out is, and I'll talk about this a little bit later as well, I did rewatch the original dub of this, and it's very different. So that's that's very fun. <laughs> oh, I I hope so. so. I hope so. So uh, we are talking about this is uh, episode four, uh, which is called "Learn How to Be Skinny" from Usagi. <laughs> uh, Great title, Betty. I I apologize that you, like I was worried. I'm glad like. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I, I saw this when I was little, so. <laughs> but again, was, it was very different when you saw it. If you were saw the original true. dub, it, it, they changed a lot. Uh, yeah, you and I are friends. <laughs> we are we are pals, and I am glad, like, because we uh, we didn't know who we were going to get on the show, right? Uh, for these episodes, and I was really worried about getting someone that I didn't know really well, <laughs> and someone who didn't. Like, who wasn't familiar? Like, this is not the episode that I would have wanted to show to someone who wasn't familiar with Sailor Moon. No. Because I feel like, like, oh boy, this one, this one, this one touches on some, this one works some rough chuckles. There, there, there are a lot of Tumblr trigger warnings for this episode, yeah. for sure. You and know? So, so let's, I mean, let, we, we haven't actually said it, but as you can guess from the title, this episode is all about uh, Usagi being worried that she is gaining weight. Uh, so she's gonna start exercising, which, you know, that's a good habit to have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Exercise <laughs> is a fine habit. But, uh, uh, Yusagi's really upset about, uh, gaining weight, and, uh, she ends up getting in, going to a, a gym that is run by the Negaverse. Of course. That of course. Has, uh, I'm gonna say, I, I don't want to blame the victims of the Negaverse. But it gets to the point in the show where I'm like, yeah, well, if you go down in the basement and you get in the pods in the dark room connected to the <laughs> giant purple plant, you deserve <laughs> to have your energy sucked oh, out, you oh, idiots. Oh, that's cold. Uh, but yeah, let's let's go ahead and, uh, and, and start in with the breakdown. Uh, so, uh, Yusagi Takino is a 14-year-old girl. Her first stone is Pearl. <laughs> we all know. Uh, and we open in... And again, as problematic as this episode is, I think this opening is as about it is about as definitively Sailor Moon as it can be. She is in a fluffy pink towel, crying on her bathroom floor because she has put on weight. Yep. And her entire family bursts into the bathroom because they're concerned about her screaming and crying, which which could be really awkward. Thankfully, she was you know decent, but that could be crazy. The thing that surprises me about this is how often do you think 
the Tsukino family is woken up by, or, or at least I'm sure that she is not the first one to wake up, has their breakfast interrupted by Usagi screaming and crying. That has to happen four times a week. It's happened, I think, every episode so far, right? I mean... <laughs> Um, Usually she's yelling, "Why didn't you wake me up earlier?" But still, yeah, yeah I, I, th- I think they can. She she is living the luxury of knowing that everyone else is probably already awake because she always wakes up late, and then everyone's like, "Ah, what happened?" But it's never like, "How dare you, daughter, wake me up with your screaming?" It's like everyone's already awake. They're like, "Oh, typical Usagi," you know. So, um, I think I think. I think she's like living a privilege, a, a Sailor Moon privilege, where she can <laughs> scream and be like, "Okay, it's no big deal because everyone's awake already," you know. <laughs> so the immediate problem in this episode is that uh, this is not adapted from the manga. This is an original story for the anime, right. which is good because in the manga, everyone is six pounds and twelve feet tall. <laughs> uh, and I think the the immediate problem here is that Sailor Moon is tiny. She, she's like her head is sixty percent of her body weight. Yeah, her legs are another thirty percent. And uh, and and it immediately starts in with that this is not absurd because she goes downstairs and she told tells the people, "Oh, I've gained weight," and they're like, "Yeah, I guess I guess you could lose some weight." And it's like, what? Well, well her dad, her dad is actually like, "Oh, it's fine." Yeah, yeah. I I think what is so... I guess the the hard thing about this episode is that throughout this episode, you have people who are telling her a lot of conflicting things. Most of them are telling her, yeah, we can all afford to lose a little weight or be healthy or or be skinnier. Um, But then you'll have a couple people, specifically her dad and then um, Andrew, who are like, oh... I like curvy girls. I like girls with a little more weight to them. You shouldn't be sticking bones. But then it always gets combated with like all these other people who are like, oh, no, but I want to be skinny, you know, or you could afford to lose weight or you shouldn't like, yeah, you should eat, but also don't be fat, you know? Right, right. Everybody's worried about the slippery slope argument that if you say (laughs) you're okay, fine, the way you are, that she's going to become, I mean, Luna draws the giant picture of her as a big fat. Sailor Moon and says, this is you yeah, in six Luna, months. Luna engages in body shaming. Yes. Yep. Which is very upsetting. Uh, but again, to be fair, uh, Usagi like, works out once and then eats 20 pork buns. Like, just walking down the street with a bag of them. But she's the going to be fine. The thing that's weird about this episode uh, is that I don't know how complicated and and sort of, you know, in air quotes, relevant they wanted to make this problem. Because it's 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 so weird, but I think it's really interesting. A that uh, it's only the men who tell Usagi that she looks fine. It's it's her dad and it's Motoki. Uh, everyone else in the show is a woman, and everyone else is like, "Yeah, Usagi, you need to work out." <laughs> a- a- including Luna, who yeah, including who Luna, is, who's a cat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I I think it's kind of interesting because I think like. Clearly, since also Miss Haruna is, you know, has the the work, the diet slash workout fever, like, I think it's kind of indicative of saying, like, oh, well, all women are like this, you know? Yeah. And that's the other other thing that that I was wondering about this episode. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Betty, go ahead. Oh, no, that's all. (laughs) Oh, well, the the thing that 
is, and I wanted to ask you about because you know, obviously, uh, uh, as, as a I, teenage as a teenage sailor scout, I would know. <laughs> right, well, well, you know, you were you were a teenage girl, and Jordan and I weren't. There is like always that you know message in society where like for girls, like you know, gaining weight is a is a big deal, whereas it might not be for for boys. And so I'm wondering like how like is this I guess this is a dumb question because I kind of know it is. Like is this kind of an accurate portrayal of what it's like to be a teenager and have to deal with all that stuff going on around you like where it doesn't matter. Like we can sit here and say that uh oh you saw you looks fine. She she's thin. But like <laughs> you know does that if yeah, if I I mean were real, would that even matter? I mean, I think that I mean it's 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 a you know, proven statistic that like almost every girl has are are like a majority of women had started being aware of their bodies and even attempted started dieting at some point before they were like 10 years old. And I mean, I know that when I was, you know, around the time I was watching Sailor Moon, I knew that I was one of the chubbier girls in my class, but I wasn't like, like, I mean, looking back at pictures of myself, I wasn't like fat you know or obese i was i was just maybe five to ten pounds heavier than you know most of the girls in my class and i like i don't know i i didn't really i i think i took that episode with a grain of salt even back then because i was like well you know this is what girls do you know um but i i don't know it's it's definitely interesting to kind of see it again you know, now that it's re-released and kind of be like, oh yeah, like that was an episode that happened and that's really silly. But I also, you know, understand that at the time and also, you know, Japan, you know, and how, how they definitely have a different, slightly even more, um, unhealthy beauty standard than even we do. Um, in terms of the fact that, you know, I remember, I actually remember in one manga I read, um, a few years ago, um, what this girl's teacher, she overhears her teacher complain about how she's so fat. She's like, Oh, I gained so much weight. I am 138 pounds. <laughs> and I was like, that's a normal weight. Like that's a, that's almost skinny for a lot of people in the U S yeah. you know? So I was like, Oh, that's really weird. And then I think it was like at that point where I was like, Oh Yeah. Japan, you know, um, but I do think it's almost like universal, you know, first world kind of problem where a lot of women, you know, have, have had that, you know, thought of, oh, I need to, I need to lose weight. Like, I mean, I still deal with it a lot nowadays with a lot of my friends who, you know, I, and I, I know that me saying, Hey, you look fine. Is it helping the problem, you know, per se, but to me, to, to me, a lot of them look absolutely beautiful. And I'm like, I, it's almost like this perpetual, like, I need to lose five pounds. Like, I'm sure if you asked most people, like men and women, they would want to lose at least five to 10 pounds, you know? But I think that it's always that stigma, especially at a young age for women to want to have this different body type, even though they're still maybe growing into their body type and not know, they might not know, you know, what they're supposed to look like, especially someone like, you know, Serena, where it's like, 
she's still a baby teenager, you know? She's still growing. Yeah, and I think we're going to get into a lot of stuff about, uh, not, not to get too heavy on our, our lighthearted <laughs> podcast about this cartoon from the 90s, uh, but I think we're going to get into a lot of that with uh, uh, Jupiter when she shows up, too, when Makoto shows up. Yeah. Um, I guess my, my feeling about this show is that I, I know that this is a relevant problem. Like, I know that this is a uh, a thing that teenagers deal with, like, the teenage girls deal with. But it's like, I don't know if this show... <laughs> I don't know if this show uh, wanted to use it as a, like, like okay, yeah, this is a problem, whatever. Or if they wanted to try and address problems, like, well, address it well, in but any way, because thing, they like, do not. Right, well, no, that's exactly <laughs> it. The, the, ja- the, the Japanese version of the show. So, the Japanese version shows this this situation but it doesn't really come down on on one side or the other in the end uh yeah some people have said a couple of people have said to her you don't have to worry about it but even that the most recent the last time that happens in the episode is motoki and after that is when luna says to her yeah maybe you're okay now but you just ate seven pork buns you're gonna get fat what's wrong with you um so they don't come down in the end whereas so the american version of the show they change it a lot there's a lot more condemnation of going crazy about your weight a lot more so much so that the whole section where Luna is yelling at uh, not, not the super badass Luna turns into Wolverine section, but the part where they're in the park and she's telling her, I think there's a problem with the negaverse that none of that is happening in the American version. In the American version, Luna is sitting there going, you're fine the way you are. You know, you, you know, your beauty's on the inside, da, 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 all these things. Um, and the big thing, the other big thing being at the end of the show, uh, you know, spoilers for our run through, but when, when, when at the end of the show, Luna says to her, Hey, if you fight the bad guys, you'll lose weight. That doesn't happen in the American version. In the American version, Luna says to her, Hey, you have to do what's right. Your, your teacher is captured and you need to save her. And, and Serena's like, Oh, you're right. I do have to do what's right. And she does what's right. Yeah, and I guess maybe it's because I'm so used to. Uh, American cartoons that, that when the, when there is a message on American cartoons, there is a message. Right. <laughs> like the, they they make sure to let you know where they stand. And I mean, there are there are hints in this show of like uh like here here's a bunch of bad habits. You know, they, they show Usagi uh, starving herself. And right. Then, terrible. Like and yeah, that's a bad idea. They show her like over exercising. It's like yeah, that's a bad idea. Right. But nobody, nobody ever goes like, "Hey, you shouldn't do that." Like, even Motoki doesn't go, "Like, wow, you should like if you haven't eaten since yesterday, that is a problem." Yusaki, like, he just makes a joke about her mom kicking her out of the house, uh, which is, I think, you know, a reasonable assumption given what we've seen. Uh, but like, the only thing, the only thing that anyone ever says is negative is gaining weight, right? Uh, which I think is really. It's problematic. It's really, it's really problematic. And and again, that might just be because uh, I'm used to shows where, you know, American shows that are way more forgiving of fat right. people. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, I'm not an expert on Japanese culture, but I think also there's just that the, their culture leans a little bit more against that. So they're, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, I, I just like someone like. Motoki should have said you should not starve yourself. Yeah, I think at the that very, she been. faints from not eating all day. Like all her friends were in the energy sucking machines, so they have an excuse. She ducks out on most of the exercise at that point in the episode and still faints because she just hasn't eaten at all. Yeah, 
And I, th- I think what's jarring about this episode is like, you know, throughout the, like, I, you know, during the final fight, it's just like, oh, being Sailor Moon is exercise, you know, and this is, this is great. And then it ends on the beat of, you know, Sailor Moon or Serena then crying that we should gain weight again, you know, so it goes, it's like full circle, you know, and it's not like, it's not like, oh, at the end of the day, she learned, yeah, it doesn't matter how much weight I gain, as long as I'm active, that's fine. Or, oh, as long as you're healthy and active and don't eat too many pork buns, that's fine, or whatever. <laughs> nope. It's, it's oh, I forgot immediately everything I learned, and I'm still upset because I gained two pounds, you know? This entire episode could be avoided if Luna was not a jerk. Oh, yeah. Like, this entire <laughs> episode stops three minutes in when... Uh, Usagi goes, oh my god, I gained weight. And if Luna goes, yeah, well, you know, you you tend to sleep and eat a lot, but you <laughs> just became a superhero, and now you're leading a much more active lifestyle, you're probably putting on muscle. <laughs> like, yeah! Probably, like, muscle yep. weighs a little more than fat, Usagi. You're probably, like, getting some upper body strength, getting some leg work. <laughs> yeah, you, you throw tiaras <laughs> way more than you used to, so you've got a nice throwing arm. Yeah, it, if, like, because Usagi goes from, in terms of exercise over the course of these four episodes, Usagi goes from zero to literally being a superhero. Well, she does have to run to school every day. Well, I guess that's true. <laughs> but then she stands out in the hallway eating her lunch two hours early. <laughs> so we, we should we should get back to the actual episode yeah, so if we're actually like, going to get through I guess the, uh, the shortened form of all that is this episode is problematic. Oh, yes. <laughs> this episode, uh Careful with this one. So yeah, she 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 gains weight at the beginning. She's got talks to her family. They the father's like it's okay. Everybody else is like, well, but maybe you could lose weight. Uh, Luna draws well, a fat every, picture. Everybody else over. points out all of her terrible habits. Oh, of course, of course. Which, which again, they are true. Like Yusagi does, as we see in this episode. Yusagi is a very kind of gluttonous and slothful. She is lazy and, and likes to stuff pork buns <laughs> in her face, which are bad habits. And then Luna draws the fat picture of her. Which is, oh my god, that's, that is, that is all-time low for yeah. Luna. That is all-time oh, yeah. jerk move. I just put that up on, on Twitter while we're recording, if anybody wants to see it. That should probably be our... our oh, the picture uh, for the... Cover photo. Yeah. Sure. Uh, then, they, then we cut to her at school, and it's her and uh, Naru and two other friends who we've never seen before. Um, one of whom is super thin, and one of whom is like a little chubby. And they're talking. They're all talking about how hard it is to diet. <laughs> and we get this weird scene. I don't quite get what they were okay. talking about. This is the scene that I watched that I didn't really get either until I watched the dub, the new dub. Okay. Uh, when I first saw this scene, I just assumed it's you know it's it's sisterhood. You know, it's Isagi and uh, Naru and their two friends. Because it's important to remember that before the other Sailor Scouts show up, Usagi has other friends sure. <laughs> who never get named and then immediately uh, stop appearing. But uh, I just assumed they were because they go, you know, oh, you know, this is a, you know, this is something that we have to deal with all the time. I've tried all these different kinds of of diets and they never really work. And everybody's like, yeah, you're, you're right. But in the dub. And I don't know if this was the original intent of the of the Japanese version because I think there's a lot of it that comes through in uh, in tone and word choice okay. that really comes through in the dub. Because, like you said, there's one girl who's kind of pudgy in that her in that her chin does not come to a perfect triangle <laughs> like everyone else's. Uh, but you know, but and, and again, 
the weird thing about that and the weird thing about the art style is she just looks like a kid. Like yeah. she, she doesn't look Well, they also make her shorter. So she's like a smushed version. Yeah. Smush. Uh and the other girl is like very uh she she's not just thinner, she's very angular. Like mm-hmm. she's very sharp and her hair is very severe. Uh she has a very severe bob and uh, a super sharp chin, which I think is that's a good look, I think. She but looks the, like Alicia. She does actually look like Alicia. <laughs> I'm guessing that's but, a friend of yours. Yes. Yeah. She, this this is uh, this is my partner in crime. She she lo- looks very angular and very severe. <laughs> but but I think the implication, uh, and I, I would never say this about Alicia. I think the implication is that uh, the thinner girl is supposed to be not as good looking as. Uh, yeah, I I, th- I think that either she's very severe or very not as cute, and therefore that's why they're like, oh. Yeah, because you know, the well. conversation they have in the dub is the the pudgy girl. God, I'm sorry, everyone, but the, I, the chubbier girl. Chubby girl. She's chubby. She she's, she talks and, about and then chubby isn't a bad thing. No, no. Look, look. I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not <laughs> shaming this nameless character. Yeah. She but she talks about um being on a bunch of diets, and she's like, yeah, I've tried fasting and eating pineapple, which I think is a weird a weird diet. Yes. Pineapple's very sugary, <laughs> guys. Come on. Uh, <laughs> And she's like, yeah, all these diets I go on never work. And in the dub, it, the other girls, uh, uh, Usagi, Naru, and uh, Engels, uh, <laughs> go, go, oh, yeah, those diets don't work, you don't say. Like, they're very sarcastic. <laughs> like, yeah, because you're fat. Wow. But then, and then the other girl is like, you know, the ideal diet is falling in love. Because yes. then you want to, you know, it's is having a boyfriend because then you want to look good. And the, the chubby girl goes, Oh, have you ever had a boyfriend? And she goes, no. And it comes back to the other girls, including the, the chubby one this time going, going, Oh yeah, you've never had a boyfriend. <laughs> really? Oh, you don't say, you know, because they, they oh. all say the same thing. And, and I mean, to me, when I saw that, it reminded me a lot of, you know, growing up, I do remember like when, so, you know, when I, uh, when I was in, I think middle school, I had a friend who did ballet and I think at one point I remember she was like complaining about how much she ate that day. And immediately the joke w- amongst my friends were like, well, yeah, you're clearly so super fat. Like you should go on a diet, you idiot, you know, right. <laughs> like, and, and the idea is that this girl is a ballerina. She was so skinny. She had no right to kind of complain about that. But I remember um, when some of the other girls in our group, myself included, would be like, man, I I really need to work out because I just feel so inactive. I just want to lose some weight. The reflex was, oh, no, you don't have to lose weight. And I'm like, and I realized it's because I was not skinny enough to have that joke be tasteful you know of being like oh you're so fat fucking lose weight you know (laughs) like um that and and i think when i saw this i was like oh that kind of reminds me of that kind of you know you tend to not do the fat jokes around you know people who are actually fat you know you you are more kind of like oh yeah well how about that diet? You know, <laughs> like especially if it's someone who is clearly, you know, not that I like. You know, even if they do, like, you know, there are plenty of people who work out and diet all their lives, and they're not 
the quote unquote, you know, beauty ideal, but they're probably infinitely healthier than a lot of people around them who do like the beauty ideal. Um, but I think it's kind of funny that, that, that really came across in the dub where it was just like, Oh yeah. Like, uh, we have to be kind of like, you know, subtly nice to the chubby girl and also subtly nice to the, the not as cute girl who has no boyfriend, you know, <laughs> like, even though none of them, none of them have boyfriends. Yeah. Yeah. None of them have boyfriends. That, that's, so. like, that's what tripped me up watching it because it was, it was almost like, like they were like, Oh, out of all of us, she's probably the one who's not going to have a boyfriend, right, you know? Right. Yeah, like, Watching, watching this uh, this scene in the dub, like looking at these four girls sitting next to each other on the on the yard of a uh, Juban Middle School, uh, they, they they don't look different enough. <laughs> like they just look like a like a group of people. Um, th- like certainly the uh, angles does not look that much <laughs> different from Usagi and, and Naru. Uh, and so it's weird, but but that's one of the differences that comes through in the dub. I think is that uh, what I initially thought was, you know, four girls who are kind of facing the same problem, commiserating with each other, turns out to be uh, like four girls being jerks to each other, like being <laughs> yeah, really chatty. They, I mean, they were definitely clearly throwing like middle school shade at each other. Yes, you know, it's, it was- and it's like it's like guys, like. <laughs> No, like no wonder Yusagi has to go get five new friends. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, we should, uh, we should we should keep going. This is a long we're episode. Only five minutes into the episode. This, uh, this is going to be a long episode because we talked so much about the well important stuff. Uh, Haruna shows up. Yeah, uh, she's sparkling, looking, looking uh, gorgeous. She's sparkling. Her her one suit of teacher clothes that she has <laughs> is fitting much better. Uh, again, does not look that different from the last time we saw Haruna. No. Uh, well, she added sparkles. Yes. Uh, but, but I do like that in these early episodes, Haruna is like, in so much danger. Oh, yeah. Well, this is the second time Haruna has been directly targeted by the Negaverse. Well, I, I like it because between this and then also the Love Letters episode, like, it's kind of cute how either Haruna is clearly you know, living a life where she's like, you know, that, that younger adult woman and clearly Serena and her classmates kind of look up to her being like, Oh, she's, she's what grownups look like, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of, you know, at first I was like, Oh, it's kind of weird that their teacher keeps getting in trouble. And I remember being like, and I was watching some of the later episodes in the season being like, Oh, I am kind of surprised that Tarina wasn't in trouble in this one, you know, uh, because I was like, oh, she's probably gonna gonna get get that pet also, you know. But um, but uh, but I I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting how you know she's kind of like the example, and clearly they they go to this thing this gym because Tarina's going to this gym and getting great results. So in turn, they're like, oh, well, she looks amazing. We have to do what she's doing. You know, yeah, and and I think that's really kind of interesting that that sh- she's kind of their, you know, their role model in that way. You know, I actually really like uh, I, I I do like Haruna being at the center of all these plots, and I think that's one of the things that is a little bit layered about Sailor Moon, in that uh, like as a kid, you're like 
you, you see Haruna and you do see her, you know, as an authority figure, you see her as their teacher and you're like, Oh man, like, you know, much like Molly's uh, or, or Naru's mom in the first episode, like, Oh man, the negaverse is even going after like parents and teachers. Like even the people who are in charge are sort yeah. of targeted by the dark kingdom. But then as an adult, you watch the show and you realize that uh, Haruna's like 23. Yeah. <laughs> like, you realize she's, she is obviously clearly super young. Like we see her in her pajamas in her little one room apartment uh, in the love letters episode. And it's like, Oh, right. Like Haruna is also kind of a kid. <laughs> she is exactly. <laughs> and, and you realize that it's, there's a nice subtle comparison where, uh, you know, Haruna is a young woman uh, that is not not too far different from Yusagi, uh, and, and that you know obviously goes away as the the series goes on and kind of stops. You know, you stop getting as much Haruna, and you stop getting as much Naru and as much uh, Umino as well, uh, although they stick around a lot longer. But yeah, so now. How like what is the explanation for Haruna's sparkles? How do they know that she uh, has been going to this gym? Well, no. here's a creep. Yeah, <laughs> Umino shows up with uh, two pictures a before that he has and after. taken yep. a before and after of uh, Haruna's transformation in which, th- I, which I love that he took a before. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the implication here is that. Umino was just creeping. Like, yeah, totally. Umino was just like, 100%. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go take pictures of her in her complicated uh, workout outfit. Yeah. Uh, and it's like so gross. It's so like, and I love that they call him out on it. Not only do they call him out on it, they chase him down. They, they literally chase him across the, the, the middle school campus yelling at him about what, how did you get these pictures? How did you get these pictures? Well, at least, or I, sh- I should say, uh, Naru does. Uh, Usagi just wants to know where she was working out so she could go yeah. there. <laughs> like Umino is such a creep. He, yeah, he's that. He, it, that he is. They, I, it's kind of crazy how they just went. You know what? We're going to put in a perv character for this. You know, yeah, middle. School. I mean, that's, that's not crazy because that happens in anime a lot. <laughs> but it, but but for even for like the middle school age kids. We're gonna have the perv character. I don't know. Okay, so would you rather? Would you rather have uh, Umino, the fourteen-year-old perv, or uh, uh, Mr. Hino, right? Of course, the like sixty-year-old perv. Of course. Which one is less appropriate? Uh, That is a tough call. That is a tough call. So they go to the gym. Uh, They they notice that there's a lot of there's celebrity endorsements at this gym. It's called the the Shaperin. Yeah. uh, Which I think is a, a funny name. I think in the dub they changed it to the Shapery. Uh, oh, in oh, in the in the new dub, in the yeah, new sure, dub, sure. yeah, that makes a little sense, I guess. Do they do they call it anything? They didn't have a name the, at all in the old one. Okay, it's just the gym. Yeah. Uh, turns out, surprise, surprise, it's a front for the Dark Kingdom, uh, but it's also a regular gym. <laughs> like, it is a fully functional <laughs> gym uh, that you don't get into the uh, you don't get into the secret Dark Kingdom part uh, for a while. Now uh, they go in and they are immediately met by uh, Jedite who is uh, disguised as, as uh, what if the Joker wore a tracksuit? <laughs> it is a purple turtleneck tracksuit with green trim, and they see him, and there is like there is a, bound, uh, a background 
in front of him of pink sparkles and violets. They are in love with him. That's why. Yeah, and I feel like it's like if you're if you're Usagi, you're only a month into this. You're only four weeks into this. If you're Usagi and you see someone and they have a background of pink sparkles and violets, you probably just moon tiara that dude immediately. <laughs> <laughs> what is the worst that can happen? Uh, so all the girls work out. Uh, they are bad at exercise, uh, unsurprisingly. Uh, Jedi says to Molly, Molly, by which I mean Naru, uh, if you if you slack off, you won't become beautiful. Uh, there's a dude, like a trainer, watching uh, Usagi on the rowing machine who looks like uh, exactly like Warpath from X Force. <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> Which, keep an eye out for tracksuit joker and warpath if you're watching this episode oh another slight difference from the old dub is that in this scene they make the exercise that they're doing worse by which i mean um they, they're doing exercise in this version but the exercise they're doing whether they're good at it or not it's like reasonable exercise it's like okay those are things you could do but in the american uh, original american dub they they go cra- they go crazy with it like uh usagi's doing the the machine she's doing and he goes great only 300 more and it's like what and then like the girl's running and he goes yes three more miles you can do it and she's like oh so like they make it that they're trying to make them do an unreasonable amount of exercise more more ways so that they they make it look bad right away right so uh usagi uh flakes immediately and goes to the hot tub (laughs) yep Another, uh, another slight change, of course, being that they they, they cover up her cleavage in the original. Yeah, I, th- there's a there's like a there's, there's a lot like of a cleavage lot in this episode, like a notice, like a disturbingly noticeable amount. Uh, meanwhile, the other girls go downstairs to the shape ray, which is a creepy, glowing series of organic pods. pods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, if you're this dumb. <laughs> I realize that they are preying on on societal fears uh, that are are ingrained by the uh, messed up patriarchy in which we are living. But honest to God, if you see an alien pod that is glowing and connected to a creepy orb, they look like and they the, want you to position yourself like you're in a coffin inside them. Yeah, yeah, they look like in that in in that scene from Spinal Tap. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they don't have those at my gym. <laughs> You're not going to the right gym. No, I mean, like, I guess mine's 24 hours, so that's their selling point. They don't, they don't have the the life sucking shape pods. Yeah, but you're right. Why don't they just go? You don't need to work out. Come downstairs. There's a shape ray. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird that they. It is super weird that they like make them do regular exercise right, right. first. Get a prime you, you know, pump. I, it's it's actually really funny because I feel like when I was watching that, I had the same thought, but I was thinking, you know, the easiest way they could have just done this been like, you know, oh, you worked out, come to our complimentary like uh, sun sunbathing or tanning beds, you know, or or come 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 downstairs to our you know. Yep. To our steam room, you know? That's, yeah, that's, like, it's weird that they have, like, a, a, a spa room that is not the evil spa room. Right. <laughs> like, that yeah! Because, yeah, that's the, that's, again, that's the original American dub. They say there's complimentary spa downstairs, and then they call them relax pods, rather than shape pods. Uh, so... <laughs> Still creepy <laughs> relax pods. I don't think the that would be that relaxing. The other thing that's weird about it is that Haruna obviously works out, because there's, the before picture is her lifting weights. Then she goes into the the, sh- the energy sucking pod, 
Then she comes back and poses for more of Umino's glamour shots. Because she is, by the way, staring straight into the camera in Umino's <laughs> weird pictures. So, uh, so they go into those pods. And like, like you said, they, you find out that uh, Usagi ditched out. She's been just in the hot tub. She, uh, is, but she's been starving herself all day. So she is also super sluggish and is like, uh, everything is terrible. She walks by the arcade, almost faints. Oh, she, she sees a picture of Sailor V and goes, why can't I be like Sailor V? She never has to diet. I don't know why that assumption happens, but there you what, go. What, uh, is that changed in the dub? We talked about the, uh, in the first episode, they right. change uh, a little bit about Sailor V. They they just they just have her go only 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 to the extent she goes. I bet you Sailor V probably never has to diet. She doesn't go. She never has to diet, but it's still basically the same. Um, she she almost faints in Montoki's arms. Now, then she has a, a little glamorous dream sequence about him, a romantic sequence in which. He tells her what? Like, the power of love is going to... Yeah, the energy of love will help her recover. Will help her recover, exactly. Which exactly. I, I feel like he's probably, like, in real life... She is she is so starved, she is hallucinating. I feel like in real life, Motoki's like, are you, are, do you need to go to a hospital? The energy like, of an right? energy drink. Exactly, exactly. Because he does. He gives her a drink uh, and, and uh, laughs at her when she says she's dieting. <laughs> Which is, listen... Probably not the most sensitive way to do it. He's right. She doesn't need to diet, but to like literally laugh in her face when she's like, <laughs> I was, I've been dieting. That's why I fainted is a little much. Um, this, there's two things I want to say about this scene. First of all, uh, something I noticed in the Japanese version is she calls Motoki brother all the time. She calls yeah, she him, calls him uh, Motoki Onisan. Oh, Onisan. What's yeah. up with that? Like he, I, she's in love with him and she calls him brother. All right. Number two. Now, <laughs> well, I think that's like I think that's a thing in in uh, in Japanese where you call like you're familiar. Older, yeah, older uh, boys and girls that you're familiar with, you you call them uh, onisan. Even the ones you have major crushes on. Yeah, they they did. You remember? You know, I remember them doing that a lot in Love Hina. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, Love Hina's garbage. So. <laughs> it, is, it is garbage. But I was like, oh, well, this is the thing they keep calling that that shit guy, and. uh I kept calling him Onisan, and I was like, ew. <laughs> the other thing is, this scene is the biggest change of the entire show, uh, is this scene. Because not only do they change everything it's about, it's not even about dieting for most of this scene. Uh, when, when she wakes up after her dream, the scene becomes, uh, and actually becomes like a character scene for Andrew. Uh, She's, he says to her, oh, when you fainted in my arms, it made me so happy. And she's like, what? Oh, that's wonderful. And he goes, yeah, it made me so happy because it made me realize I want to be a doctor. To which, to which Serena <laughs> replies, you don't want to work in the arcade? And he's like, not forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I want to be a doctor. I want to stay hard and become a doctor. Uh, uh, and I think, yeah, that's what he's, la he's laughing about rather than laughing in her face for saying, why are you working out? He's laughing because she's, she thinks he'll want to work in the arcade forever. Um, I mean, look, it seems like a pretty good job. <laughs> he, he can, he can afford his three piece suit that he shows up in that made me so mad. <laughs> so good. And, and he gets to, he gets to hang around, uh, adoring people all day. Well, he gets some character growth in America that they they don't give him in Japan. So there you go. Well, I think I, I do like that this now this scene comes right before another scene with Mamoru, mm -hmm. uh, and I think there is an amazing contrast between 
Motoki, who is so nice. Oh, absolutely. He, like, again, the, he is the only one who... We, we, I talked about the uh, the only people who tell Usagi she doesn't need to lose weight are the men in her life. Uh, uh, Motoki is the only one who tells her that without qualifying it. Because even her dad is like, yeah, but you should probably exercise. Which, again, that's good advice. But Motoki's <laughs> like, look, you're fine the way you are. Like, you could, like, if anything, you need to gain weight. <laughs> like, yeah. You should not be starving yourself. You are fine. And then, like, so, and he is, like, clearly the nicest guy. Uh, Motoki's a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Memoru shows up in a fucking tuxedo. Again, yep. Tuxedo. Full tux. With his Jackie Chan glasses. Less explanation <laughs> this time than there was in, in, in the original Crystal where he wears it. Because at uh, least there you go, he's he's shopping for jewelry, which is still weird. But this one, yeah. no explanation. None. I am pretty sure he is literally just going to the arcade to hang out with his bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Usagi goes to eat a, a ton of pork buns. Memoru sees her on the street and goes, like, he doesn't know that she's been... She, he doesn't know what's going on, but he like sees this girl on the street and goes, yeah, you're stuffing your face with pork buns, stupid. <laughs> I have... I actually wrote the exact quotes. Oh my Let's god. Oh, because, yeah, it was a cute quote. Let's hear it. Yeah, so, so, so he says, now, would you call that cannibalism? A bunhead eating a pork bun? If you keep eating like that, you just might turn into a pork bun. And then he leaves... Oh, wait, no, no, before he leaves, because she throws the pork bun at him, and he congratulates himself on a nice catch. He goes, catches it, and goes, nice catch. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, I will say, that is cool as shit, though. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. And he's eating it, and he's like, yeah, whatever, I'm going to eat this pork bun. Oh, yeah. You know? (laughs) I love it. That's great. Check your fucking privilege. If I could do that every time I saw someone eating french fries... That'd be dope. <laughs> like, once again... You're eating a lot of french fries. You're going to get pretty fat if you keep eating those french fries, and then they throw them at you, and you're like... Is that, is that cannibalism, um, Betty? A french fry eating a french fry? <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait to neg on people for eating french fries and hope that they'll throw the french fries at me. <laughs> I just, like, I don't understand why Memoru has to be such a jerk. I he think... Is- it's I a think Beatrice and Benedict, just, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think I think he's just being like playfully, like just teasing, and also she, I like no, I don't but know. She's like street harassing her. <laughs> this is true. I, I we don't know, like, know each I, other at this point. She doesn't know his name yeah. at this point. No, no, she does. She, yeah. Oh wait, maybe she doesn't. Maybe she doesn't. Oh no, no, I don't think he. No, I don't think, think they've, they've actually met. They yeah. don't meet on the bus till the uh, till later. You're right. You're right. The U.S. dub, she calls him Darian, but that's right. In the in the Japanese, she doesn't. Well, here's the thing. He comes up and he says snotty things, but I will, in his defense, he does say them in kind of playful ways, in that kind of way, like you're teasing. Oh, hey. I mean, she doesn't have a bunhead. She just has things. He's like, oh, bunhead. And she reacts with screaming anger. Like she's (laughs) a jerk. Yeah, but he's being a playful jerk. And she responds being like, screw you. Get away from me. He does not know her. She hit him in the head I'm with two like items at this screen, point. Uh, Usagi is completely justified in going, MF, you do not know me. No. Th- <laughs> not talk to me like that. Where, I, I will, where I will say, point? yeah, like, I mean, I, I, I don't think that either of them are reacting or interacting well at all as just strangers on the street. But, I, I mean, I do, I do agree that, you know, kind of creepy for just being this older guy who's just kind of making fun of this kid 
Um, and but I do know that, like you know, as a teen or or preteen or whatever, like whenever like people like you know, there's for at least for me when I was growing up, I'd be like, okay, I can tell when someone's playfully joking versus when someone just is making me feel very uncomfortable, especially when I was like a little kid. Um, and and I know now I have more of a knee jerk like anger reaction to people who just say anything to me on the street. Um, but I know that when I was a kid, I'd just be like, oh, that person's just being an idiot, but I'm not going to, I'm just going to be very angry and, you know, <laughs> mad. But, but I, I really like that like, you did a kid voice for yourself. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, I, I think because like when I was a kid watching this, I was like, oh, that's clearly Tuxedo Mask. That's kind of cute that he's <laughs> yes. so... He's su- such a dick, but he clearly is destined to be with her. That's cute, you know. But but again, this is like you know, in, in an era of like '90s cartoons, you know. So I don't know. I, I I think I took it with a grain of salt when I was little, but also now that I'm watching it, I'm like, oh yeah, he's like way older, you know. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's a grown ass man being a jerk to a. 14-year-old girl on the street <laughs> that he does not know. Like, he is being... And the thing is, like, he's, like, smirking the whole time, and we know that they're gonna end up together because they're destined moon lovers or what the F ever. <laughs> and, and, like, he just seems like a total, like, pickup artist douchebag. I, like, I hate him in this episode. I hate him. He makes me so mad. Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> well, he, she, so she takes his words to heart. Uh, because they, yeah, she does, so, and he gives her, he gives her like a complex. <laughs> like, oh yeah, she's like, because she's like, she hasn't eaten in a day, so of course she's going to be hungry. She's eating all these pork buns, which again, like first of all, starving yourself extremely unhealthy. Then immediately binging on eight pork buns. I, I, I have never, I don't think I've ever had a pork bun, oh, but I am good. sure that it is not healthy to stuff seven of them in your mouth in five minutes. Oh, oh my god, god, they're, they're so, so good. good. Uh, are they like uh, pork dump? I have had pork dumplings no, in New York. There's um, like barbecue so- pork on the inside, and it's like a light, sweet, fluffy uh, oh my god, bread. Good. It's so good. It's so good. Okay, well, still, like, I'm sure yeah. shove it, like, shoving seven of they're them in your so mouth after good. you haven't eaten all day is, is bad news. <laughs> so, and the next time. Yes. Chris Sims, are you going to be at New York Comic Con? Uh, I should be, yeah. Okay. I will go to Chinatown and I'll get some pork buns and you can try a pork bun. (laughs) Sounds like cannibalism to me. (laughs) (laughs) And then I hope you throw back at me and I'm like, yeah, nice catch. (laughs) (laughs) So Usagi goes and has a little conversation with Luna. And then she's like, oh, man, you're right. I'm fat. (laughs) She goes back to the gym and starts killing herself. Yeah, goes crazy. I like the idea that, you know, and again, this is like, you know, she doesn't know that uh, Mamoru is uh, Tuxedo Mask, but I like the idea that the two closest people to her in the future, Luna and Darian, are basically the ones who are like, yeah, you're super fat. You have to lose weight. You have to watch yourself. Like, they seem to be the ones who are policing it the most. They're protecting their investment. (laughs) <laughs> they know about that. Uh, they know about that uh, elaborate wedding gown she has to wear all the time in the future. Yep. And they're which, like, "Yeah, look, which, we're not getting another one of those made, fatty." No, no offense, but the cut of that gown is very forgiving for a fuller figure because yeah, it's it is, 
Yeah, it's strapless and it's like an empire waist, so she can have like a little more pounds if she wants to. <laughs> so while she is uh, while she is at the gym, uh, Haruna is having her life sucked out. Luna investigates all this. Well, because Luna already figured it out and tried to tell her about it while Sailor Moon was freaking out about being fat, but she didn't yeah, hear any of it. Because Luna's not an idiot and knows that when there's magical uh, bean pods in the basement, what that means. Okay, Luna investigating. Uh, one of the weirder lines of the episode, and it's such a minor thing, and everybody's, nobody but me will care, but I love Luna so much that I, I love this. She's looking around, and she finds the stairs down to the basement, and she goes... Stairs here? <laughs> like, what do you need stairs in a gym? Like, what? <laughs> what? Um, then we get the best scene in the episode, which is Luna turns into a badass. Luna goes full Wolverine in this episode. I love it. She she literally leaps on uh, uh, Usagi's head while she's exercising and then runs out. Usagi has to run out. They have like a little mini fight scene, like complete with like speed lines and everything. Luna kicks Usagi's ass. <laughs> she like totally <laughs> knocks her to the floor, pops out her, her, her claws and sticks them in her face and is like, you listen to me. The Negaverse is here. You have to stop them right now. It was awesome. And she tells her, like, she pops her claws in her face, Wolverine style, <laughs> yeah. and goes, if you don't shape up, Haruna's going to literally die. <laughs> like, you're, like, she says, your teacher is going to die if you don't do something. Which is, like, it's kind of the first time, I mean, you know, we see the, the uh, Nara's mom monster, like, mm -hmm. say, like, yeah, uh, I've got your mom in the basement. And I'm going to kill her and I'm going to kill you. Uh, but Sailor Moon stops it. Nobody has told Sailor Moon, like, hey, people are going to die because of you if you don't do this. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I really like that. I really think that, like, shit gets real for a second. I think this episode has the, the best and worst Luna moments. Like, the worst, obviously, drawing a picture of Usagi <laughs> fat and, and telling her that she needs to do this exercise. And the best is kind of, you know, being yo shape shape the f up bro <laughs> yeah we, we should yeah. do that 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 wolverine uh, coming hither uh cover with with luna with the claws because it was real badass yeah it's it's really like i would love to see the the frank miller wolverine yeah. one cover that's what i mean yes yeah, yeah. oh that would be so great <laughs> with luna uh with with Usagi reflected in the, or, or the, the the Todd McFarlane one, oh, with, yeah. uh, Usagi reflected like the Hulk, <laughs> gut nerds. Uh, so Usagi transforms, goes down to the basement. Jedi is there. Uh, she fights Warpath <laughs> and some other dudes. Well, she, no, but, but but again, like I said, it's important to note she's she's totally losing against them because she's still worried about being fat. And then eventually Luna goes, "Hey, fighting is like exercising. If you fight them." You will be less fat. And she said, what does she say? She says, like, sweat once. I I forget what it was. It's like sweat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sweat once. And then the third one was sweat, sweat three times and I become beautiful or something like that. It was pretty nutty. Pretty nutty. <laughs> and that's with her physically punching them. Like, again, something she doesn't usually do. She's actually kicking and punching bad guys. Uh, yeah, which is, it, it's really, it's really fun. Like, I actually really... It, I'm so conflicted about this episode because there's so much good stuff in it, and there's so much stuff that makes me just mad and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, which is life, I guess. 
but yeah, I think we talked about, um, was it the last episode that I said was one of my favorites of the series? Yes. Uh, this one I think is like super hit or miss. Like I, I love that she, uh, Captain America's her tiara off the dude's heads. Yeah. To sort of, uh, <laughs> off their tiara. Knock the, off their, off their mind control tiara. A lot of tiaras <laughs> this show. Uh, and, and she celebrates by saying, oh, but I just lost a pound from uh, that exercise. And then, turns out, after it was all said and done, she didn't. She gained half a pound. Uh, Whew, by the so way, also, th- another thing they changed from the American one. Uh, she doesn't gain weight at the end of the American one. Or if she does, we don't know. Because in the American version, her brother is waiting outside because he's sitting there going, haha, I just played a prank on her. And she gets on the scale and goes... How can I weigh 300 pounds? I'm horrible. <laughs> he has Which, again, makes Serena or yes. Yusagi dumb. Yes. Like, look in a mirror, <laughs> Serena. <laughs> you, you can tell. One final note about uh, the American dub. As far as I uh, can tell, I'm pretty confident this is the first time in the American dub when they talk, they use the words sailor business. Uh, when, when, when Usagi runs away from the park, Luna says, don't run away. We've got sailor business to discuss. And uh, and then later at the gym, she goes, it's sailor business, Serena. So I'll, I'll try to pull out those clips <laughs> and put them at the end of the episode. So uh, that brings us to the end of this one. And now it is time for my favorite segment uh, after you should apologize to Usagi. <laughs> sailor Moon says, where we talk about what we learned from this episode. Oh, good. Uh, uh, Betty, we will start with you. You are our guest. What did you learn from this episode? Oh, man, just eat as many pork buns as you want. And if someone calls you out on it, just throw it at them. And share the wealth. <laughs> or or if we also forgot to mention the fact that she almost accosted a child. Oh, yeah. Or the pork bun. So, like, also, if you see strangers eating pork buns, just just neg them a little and hopefully they'll throw <laughs> a pork bun your way. I think pork buns... Are great. You learned a lot of pork bun centric <laughs> lessons from this episode. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Jordan, what did you learn? Well, through, through watching both versions, I learned the difference between America and Japan. That America uh, encourages fat people, and Japan does not. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 it seems like both both societies seem to be very you know foodie centric, but then also do not want fat women. You know, like neither of them really support the idea of like, you know, lar- larger, larger than average women. And uh, I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. The, well, the, 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 the actual Sailor Moon says from the American version says that you should, if you want to think about dieting or exercising, you should probably talk to a doctor because it's very yeah. dangerous. I, I, yeah, I, I can tell you what the actual like this is the like the actual Sailor Moon says like hey yeah, everything that happened in this episode is problematic. <laughs> <laughs> they just they just completely wreck on it by being like by the way that was just a special episode. Uh, <laughs> what I learned was if some smarmy beehole uh, confronts you on the street about what you're eating, throw whatever you can at his face. <laughs> like, food bricks. Trash cans, <laughs> like jack that guy up hard. Hell yeah! Oh, uh, because that guy's a jerk. So that about does it for this episode. I think uh, this is this is already a pretty long. This is already our longest episode so far. We've gotten longer every episode. 
I am, I am sure that the next one will go by a little quicker because there are not pressing social issues to talk about. Okay, okay, good. Oh, by uh, the way, I do apologize for being hoarse. I forgot to mention I'm coming off of sickness, but I will probably be hoarse next week as well. It's uh, totally fine. So, uh, Betty, you are going to join us for our next episode, uh, which is going to be called Scent of a Monster, Chanella Will Steal Your Love. So we will be back next week. Thank you all for listening. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. Please uh, leave us a review if you enjoy the show. You can also find us at wax-work.com slash sailor. That is where Jordan posts uh, the episode along with a favorite screen cap <laughs> or, uh, or, and some show notes. So if you want to see, uh, see Miss Maruna's underwear, head to that page, <laughs> you creeps. Uh, Betty, where can everyone find you online? Uh, you can find me at BettyFelon.com and on Twitter at BettyFelon. And you can, of course, find me on Twitter at Twitter.com slash D-I-S-B. And Jordan? I am uh, on Twitter at CrackShot, except with a zero for an O. And uh, until our next episode, everybody, keep your mind on sailor business. Sailor.